Welcome to Point of Do. I'm Nick. He, he is Nick, and I'm Justin. I thought you were gonna. I was waiting for you to say I'm Justin because I feel like we always you always say that first. Um, I'm Nick. He's Justin. Today we're gonna talk about the topic of forgiveness of both self and others, as well as self compassion. Um, a reminder that our merchandise is still available for sale. We thank everybody that has already bought some. We are incredibly grateful, and it will be out until. Wednesday, which is the first, right, of December? That is correct. Thank you. Let's talk about things from our point of view. I'm not wearing the show. Nick, do you know the thing about I don't know where it's from, but people say that, oh, if something crazy happens in life or something bad or something, whatever, sometimes people will will say, oh, it's probably a full moon tonight. Do you know, do you, like, do you know that Yeah. thing that people say? Yeah. Do you know yeah. like, any idea why? I think because I think because like werewolves howling at the moon and like the term, I think it's a, honestly, I think it might not be the most. Like, I think it's an offensive term, but lunatic is, like, moon. It does uh, it does have the stem. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's what it is, um, but I'm not 100% sure. The only well, reason I I'd ask... Well, my thing was more scientific. My, like, I don't know if just because that's who I am. I was thinking because, you know how the moon controls the tides? And yeah. as humans, we're, like, 80% water. So yeah. I'm curious if there's any, like, pull within us that make us act a certain way within the moon. I don't know if sci- if there's actually any scientific literature on this, but that was it's an interesting take. concept. Yeah. And the only reason I say this is because on Friday, it was just a, a series of not unfortunate events, but an interesting events that I was like, oh my gosh, there must be a full moon tonight. And I looked up into the sky at night and lo and behold, there is a full moon. And... Mm. Yeah, it was just a, a loved one got sick, and then a loved one got another loved one got sick, and I witnessed the aftermath of an ambulance rolling over on the highway. And oh my God. yeah, it was a weird day on Friday. It was just a really, not, really not so good day. But I hate that. We're here now, and we're ready to go. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I'm doing the first letter of the YMCA right now. That would be the. I love that. Y. I'll do M C. <laughs> that was really fun. Um, I'm also ready. I've got my jelly beans, and Justin sent me some of my favorite dead rat juice, so I'm all good. Do you want to explain what you mean by that? Because I'm not sure yeah. if our listeners really know what that means. <laughs> it's Blue Mountain Dew, but one time. Our producer, Dan, um, told us that there was a customer who found rat or mouse in his Blue Mountain Dew. And so I've all, we've joked that that's what I drink now. But no, it is just Voltage Mountain Dew at one o'clock in the... Oh, I guess it's the afternoon now. I'm going to continue to drink it. Cheers. <laughs> um, but yeah. Nick, uh, why is your choice of Mountain Dew the blue one of all the Mountain Dews? Um, because it's good. Uh, it's I don't like Mount. I don't actually like the regular Mountain Dew. I'm not a big Mountain Dew person, to be honest. But the Voltage uh, Raspberry Citrus flavor and ginseng, whatever that is, um, is very good. Um, yeah. But uh, 
Do you want to, should, should I introduce the topic? <laughs> I'm only laughing because I remember we went from, all right, Nick, you're going to do a great segue, right? Like on Ellen and you're like, yes, let me channel my inner Ellen. And now every episode it's all right. So should we introduce the topic as the segue from the introduction to <laughs> here? She is now depression. Um, oh, whoa, anyway. whoa. There's whoa. my segue. Um, Are you okay? How are no. you doing? Are you okay? No. I'm great. Um, I had a, I was depressed this weekend, but that's okay. Guys, he's going to kill me, but I was not feeling good yesterday. And Justin literally drove to my house and brought me beef lo mein, which is my favorite. It's really chef's kiss. I ate it in front of him. Um, <laughs> my dead rat juice, which he knows I love. Um, at it's Mountain Dew, blue Mountain Dew for anybody that's concerned. Um, and the Starburst jelly beans, which I am also eating right now, part of a balanced breakfast. Is that how they say it? Yeah. Part of a balanced breakfast. Yeah. Yep. So if it sounds like yet? Nick is, if it sounds like Nick is struggling to breathe, he's just chewing on his jelly beans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I'm getting my voice back now. Finally. It's been a while. Really yeah. It's been a while. Uh, that's, um, you know, that's break the ice by Britney Spears. Um, it's okay. I forgive you. Oh, look, a segue. <laughs> a segue. All right. So today's topic is um, forgiveness and self-compassion, forgiveness both of self and others. And I'm excited to talk about it. It's definitely going to be a messy episode just because I am not good at this. Um, and also who wants to talk about their mistakes. That's actually like a compulsion. Um, good at my, what? When you say good at this, what are you referring to? Forgiving myself. Mm, okay. For things. Do you mm -hmm. like, are you good at, I'll, I'll start with that. Um, are you good at, you know what? Let's get to that after. Cause that's like the really, that's the good part that people I feel like will resonate with. This is the, the meat yeah. and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of meat and potatoes, go listen to episode 17. It's my favorite episode that we've done. Um, okay. Did we talk about meat and potatoes? Yeah. Well, we talked about Thanksgiving a little bit. Not that, I mean, like, turkey's meat. Um, do you forgive other people easily? Um, my answer would be yes. I do. I forgive people pretty easily and almost to a fault, I would say. I give lots of people different chances. And I think overall it's a good thing because I believe that people aren't defined by the worst thing they've ever done or their flaws or negative qualities. And so, yeah, I, I find that I forgive people pretty easily. It will, take, it will take time for sure, but you will eventually hear me say, I forgive you in one shape or form, I think, if you've hurt me or also if you've apologized. Because, mm -hmm. I don't know, I know that's not necessarily the right thing is to wait for someone to apologize in order to forgive them. But, I don't know, I feel like forgiveness is kind of that you have to meet halfway for someone mm -hmm. for like to be sorry and then someone has the opportunity to forgive yeah i mean that gets along to my next question um but i'll say first that i also forgive other people pretty easily um when they've wronged me once twice usually three times but i'm i don't think anybody's really done that three times to me um but 
I do it honestly because I feel mean not doing it. I feel like I'm like holding a grudge is bad or not forgiving someone is bad. And to be honest, I don't think that's true. I don't think that that is a bad thing. Um, I don't think you have to forgive people. It's just something that I, I guess, need to work on. That might be a form of, you know, self-compassion is to learn that that's okay. But I, if somebody forgives me, like I want, I'm very much about, reconciliate like I really like reconciling with people I think it's a very um, vulnerable thing um, for both parties and it's just something that I'm really uh, passionate about like if if somebody's wronged me I'm usually like I've I've reached out to them before the way I'm built is I found grudges are unhealthy for me they kind of consume me when I have them because I just don't like having those hard feelings towards someone, no matter what they've done. Like I've had people who've like really, truly offended me. Mm-hmm. And just after a while, I mean, they say time heals and I completely agree with in terms of forgiveness and reconciliation, because I always find myself kind of seeing, trying to empathize with their point of view, but also, I don't know, just end up forgiving them or at least not necessarily forgiving them, but understanding what happened and wanting an apology or wanting a forgiveness. But I find that eventually I don't hold grudges for too long because I causes too much strength, too much strength, stress and tension, strength, new word, trademark, too much stress and tension in my shoulders. And then my posture goes bad and then everything goes to crap. So yeah. And something that I was going to say too is when I look at forgiveness, I always look at, or one of the biggest things I look at being a person of faith is Christ, one. And two, Pope John Paul II, because someone tried to assassinate him. And he, when he was recovered from the attempt, went to the prison cell of the person who tried to assassinate him and forgave him without the person apologizing. Yeah, mm-hmm. asking for it. So I don't know. I think that was a really great example of forgiveness and yeah. trying to model that. And I just believe that's what we're supposed to do is we're human, we make mistakes, but trying to forgive others for their faults. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's a good example. Um, I don't think people have to do that like I think it's okay to not forgive someone but I encourage myself to I'll say and if others are open to doing it then I would encourage them to as well that is um I just want to put emphasis on that if they are open to doing it or if they're considering it um there's also different types of harms you know yes yes someone could be harmed in like a tremendous way that we can't even fathom right now during this conversation And that obviously is much more difficult to forgive, whatever that may be, compared to, oh, someone walked into me on the sidewalk accidentally. And I'm just. Well, yeah. And it's really, it comes down to, I think you can forgive someone for anything, but do it if you want to. Like, if you want to, then I think it's appropriate. Right. You know, but you kind of answered my question. My question as to why you forgive other people, um, could you sum it up in, and then I'll answer, um, just like in a sentence, why you forgive people? It might be a little bit hard to do in one sentence, but you know what I mean? Just like a summary. 
Yeah, well, I think what I touched on is, in general, the way that I'm built is if there's any grudges or hard, hard emotions, it's difficult for me to kind of move on. I like having, I like something that I find I really enjoy is fostering close relationships with people. And I find that not being able to forgive others around me has been then difficult for me to continue to foster relationships with new people or continue relationships with previous people in my life. So that's one reason why I try and forgive people versus, you know, holding a grudge or something like that. The second reason, as I kind of alluded to, is my faith. And, you know, I've mentioned before that I'm a Catholic, identify as a Catholic, and the church that, although I have differences with the straight traditional Catholic church, the faith that I believe in, which is rooted in the Gospels, emphasizes a lot of different types of forgiveness, especially during the life of Jesus. And so I kind of use him as an example, forgiving the tax uh, tax collector and forgiving the people who crucified him. And so I use that as an example as kind of like I've mentioned my faith as a moral blueprint. And so I think for me, that's why I forgive people as well is because I think that people, and again, this is my opinion. We have, we have a point of view podcast, but I believe that people deserve forgiveness. My life experience has led me to that so far. What about you? Um, I, so the answer to why I forgive people when I do, um, has been a lot of the time because, and this is not the answer. I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying this is how I have felt in the past is that I feel mean, not forgiving them. I don't like holding that power. It feels like a power dynamic. Like I'm holding something over them and I don't like doing that. Um, that again, that could be very self self self-sabotaging. I'm not saying that this is what people should do. Um, I'm not saying you're mean if you don't forgive someone. That's just how I have felt in the past. Um, There are people that I've, um, like you said, there's different types of forgiveness. There are people who I don't speak to anymore that I forgive and that I wish well. Absolutely. Um, But I'm just not interested in continuing a friendship. Because sometimes, honestly, if we're speaking bluntly... um, I'll forgive the person, but if the relationship was not self-serving or if it didn't serve me anymore, um, I just might not be interested in the same way that like, I wouldn't be interested in a friend that has just very different beliefs from me to the point that we don't have anything in common and don't Mm. enjoy the same things. Like, it's like, okay, I forgive you. I just like, am not interested in being friends anymore. It's like, honestly, it's like, if we were, I'd be bored. Or I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be getting anything out of it. And that's just me speaking bluntly, but that is, if, if I am going to get something out of the relationship and it's, and it means something to me, then I'm most likely going to forgive because I just, I do that a lot anyways. I forgive people a lot anyways, but that's kind of the, the why and, and the for who, because I like, I want people to know that they're forgiven um, when it comes to if they've hurt me. Um, but I also, you know, in terms of if you're going to continue that relationship, you, you want to ask yourself, are you doing it for you? Like you want to do that for you if you're going to continue the relationship. Right. You want it to be a mutual, hopefully a mutual relationship where both of you are getting something out of the relationship. And you bring up a good point about there have been people who I forgive who 
I might not talk to you anymore or we've grown apart. And I think that's interesting as well because you can forgive someone that, but also not continue to have a relationship with that person. Right. Um, whether that, whatever that relationship is. And it brings up a concept that I want to ask you is you have, you hear the phrase sometimes forgive and forget a mm-hmm. lot. I know what I think about it, but I want to ask you first, what do you think about that phrase? So I understand why people don't like it because it's, Oh, I forget. You can treat me that way again. My, I'm not on guard. You can just, we start like you never did this. Like we just completely start over. I understand why that can be harmful to the person who was wrong to the first time, because it sets the precedent that you can do that again. And it'll be like the first time you did it. When in reality, A, that's not fair. And B, it's not realistic. You don't actually forget what happened. If someone does that thing again, it's not like, oh, you're good. Like you're going to remember that it happened before. You might act like that like it's good you know you might forgive them again and that's valid if you want to forgive them again um but i just i think it's a way that people who have been wronged say it in order to comfort the person like i think it goes back to like when i say like i want the person to know it that i forgive them it's uh oh forgive and forget like don't worry about it and you say that in the you might say that just just make them feel better and i think it's a nice gesture but at the same time you want to and this is something I struggle with, but you want to lay that foundation, um, that self, that self-respect to say, like, I, I forgive you. And I want to enter into this back into this relationship, be it friends or whatever. Um, but I won't tolerate that again. Like I have respect for myself and I won't tolerate that again. Do, am I good at doing that? Not really. Sure. Oftentimes I've gone in, I've re-entered friendships where the same thing has happened. And I've seen people in my family re-enter into those relationships and it just happened the same. Like people, I do believe people can change. I genuinely, people can change. And I know people that have changed. I have changed. I am not the same person who I was at the beginning of college for sure. And I'm very grateful for that. And we'll get to that later. Yeah. I, Agree with what you said. I think forgiving and forgetting are separate options, right? Yeah. You can forgive someone and choose to forget something as if it never happened, or you can forgive someone and choose not to forget, which is personally, I choose the latter option. And I think it's because, like you said, it's kind of like a self-respect thing, right? Because you can forgive someone for what they've done and truly it's going to take time to heal but you can still forgive them and you know that timeline is different for different people but i don't know if i'm necessarily going to forget things that happen Mm -hmm. but you know i don't know i don't know if i necessarily forget things there was something else i was going to say but i'm forgetting it now oops i was just going to say you can't actually forget things like that like it's just not realistic but then you go i forget <laughs> um, yeah yeah <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say Oops. You, you, you finish saying well i'm i don't forget i, never I don't forget, forget and then i <laughs> um no but i was gonna say i kind of see forgive and forget as more of like just a saying that people like i said people say to like reassure the person if they want to but it's almost kind of like the oh you got me something you didn't have to do that like 
you're being nice. And like, obviously they didn't have to do that, but like, it's just a thing everyone says like, Oh, don't mention it was no big deal. Like it's just something people say, you know, just like a cordial. Yeah. A cordial thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily like encourage like, Oh, forgive and forget. Like, just say that. Like that's, I'm not encouraging that at all. And I don't really think that it should be like, Oh, that's just a cordial thing. Everyone should say, I I really don't believe that. But I think a lot of people do say it that way. Right. I remember what I was going to say. I love that. <laughs> I did not forget. I think forgiving but not forgetting, at least in my opinion, is helpful for moving on from the harm that was done. Because oh, yeah. I think you remember it's ha- if you don't acknowledge that something happened, then it's why even talk about the thing that happened if it if it didn't happen, you know? That's just my opinion. And I think in order to build off of continue to build a relationship when someone has made a mistake or someone has wronged another person i think it's important to say acknowledge okay this happened but i appreciate this relationship enough or more than just defining it by this you know x y and z happening so i'm committed to moving on from it and building it. i'm not going to forget that it's happened but we're gonna this is going to be something that lays in the past and we'll leave it in the past and we'll we'll continue to build off from there. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think you can forget in order to build off from something that did happen. No. Yeah, that's that's true. It's like history is bound to repeat itself if it's not, not right. studied. Right. essential thing that I've already said is time Mm -hmm. depending on what the wrongdoing is or what I need or what I'm trying to forgive someone for I need time because if I'm raw and I forgive someone it's just insincere and I don't want to give you an insincere forgiveness Mm. I think it also helps if someone acknowledges the wrong Mm -hmm. although it's not completely necessary but if someone acknowledges the wrong and apologizes, that helps me because it allows me to kind of understand where their head is at. And so if they feel bad and genuinely feel bad about something, you know, a wrongdoing against me or whatever, it helps me to easily, or not easily, but easier forgive because it's not just like, oh, I was in the right, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like apologize for that. I may forgive someone in that instance too, but it's easier if someone um, is truly and genuinely sorry. So I guess those are the two main things. And I think that third thing is what I just talked about is thinking and kind of reflecting on, well, this is a yes and no, but thinking and reflecting on, is this relationship, do I value this relationship? enough to 
forgive what's going on. And uh, and probably nine times out of ten, maybe even ninety five percent of the time, it's a yes. And if it's a no, then oftentimes it will be something that one that needs to reflect on my relationships. Two, I need to take more time to forgive. And oftentimes I will eventually come to forgiveness, but it's the, it's time and apology helps from if someone has wronged me and the strength of the relationship in order to forgive. Yeah, that's, that's all really good stuff there. Honestly. Um, I, for me, I really, again, this is for better or worse. This is just me personally. I don't, Time isn't really something that I've needed. I don't know why. And again, that might be self-sabotaging. Um, but I really just need to, to have something, I guess, that I would get out of the relationship. So if I'm just forgiving, like, although that's not even true, because if I, there, like I said, there's people that I've forgiven that I just don't want to be friends with anymore. And really, I see the two as separate. Um yeah. But, yeah, I guess just an acknowledgement of like what they did and an apology. I hate when people say like, "Oh, I'm sorry that you feel that way." Or like, "I'm sorry that you are upset by what I said." Cuz that's like a putting it on you. I'm like, "Yeah. You, you want a sincere apology." Well, yeah, cuz even I think you can apologize without thinking that you're wrong, honestly, cuz like if you hurt somebody, it doesn't matter. I could say like you look great today. And you could say, well, I'm actually offended by that. Like that hurt my feelings for this reason. I'm not, this is a drastic example, of course, but I could say, oh, I'm sorry. I hurt you. Like say it in the active voice. No, I'm sorry that you took offense to that. Like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Right. Uh, and again, I hate know, people. It's like, I'm sorry. You feel that way. It's like, oh, yeah, that's not right, a real yeah. apology. And I, I'm right. guilty of that too. I'll admit that. I just, oh, I've, I've said, we've all said it. Trust so me. I, yeah. yeah, but I want to shift the conversation um, to the harder part. Um, do you forgive yourself well? I knew this was coming and absolutely not. I, I, do, a, I do a better job of forgiving others than I do of forgiving myself. And I think that's right. because I am built with, you know, we joke about that Catholic guilt that's instilled in us being raised as Catholics. But I have such a, such a guilty conscience that I have so much trouble forgiving myself for things even if other people forgive me I'll dwell and dwell and dwell and it will mm -hmm. eat away at me and I don't really know if I have an answer to how to do how eventually I start moving on from it but no I do not do that well I don't either um I believe you but not you specifically but an individual is allowed to forgive themselves literally no matter what they did because no one can tell you oh you're not allowed to forgive yourself that is a power that you just hold as a human you know you get to decide what you think of yourself sure. um so that is is it easier said than done absolutely and especially i will put on my i will speak from my experience with my ocd lens um i can ruminate about a mistake that i made 10 years ago and feel immense guilt for it and feel that I can't move on because I don't deserve, you know, a second chance or I don't deserve to, you know, be a part of something better. Like I, I, 
don't allow myself to acknowledge growth, I guess. Um, and that's a huge thing. And I'm kind of all over the place already, but um, something that I read once, I think it was a couple months ago is when you look back and you're disappointed in yourself at something you've done, that's like a while back, I'm not saying like, Oh, I just made this mistake yesterday. I'm really disappointed in myself. Like that is all valid too. But when you look back at something from say five years ago and be like, and cringe and say, Oh my God, I cannot believe I said that. What if somebody that I'm friends with now, I wouldn't want them to know that. Like, I can't believe that. What would they think of me? If you're so disgusted by it now, I believe that's a sign of growth. I really do. Because you're not the same person that you were five years ago. You're not the same person you were eight years ago. And I will be the first to admit I am not perfect. I have said things that are not appropriate. I've done things that are not appropriate. Like I'm just, everybody has, right? So I guess for listeners to, ex- to um, if, you, if you think of like one thing, I feel like everybody when they hear this goes to like something that they're not proud of, you know, like, cause that's, that's at least what I do. Anytime somebody talks about that, I like look for it in myself. So that's just something that I would offer, um, offer listeners, I guess. Um, I'll let you respond if you want. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's important to forgive yourself, even though I just admitted it was hard in order for you to grow. And I think that's just in general with forgiveness as a whole, because Mm -hmm. in order for you to grow and in my experience, as I've said, if I don't forgive or if I'm holding a grudge, whether it's against myself or others, I tend to dwell on it. And it's kind of always in the back of my head. Like it doesn't prevent me from functioning on a daily basis, but it, it just sits there and takes up space in the back of my head and in my heart and it weighs on me. And so I feel like in order for us to grow, you have to be able to forgive others and your and yourself. I'll sp- I'll speak about forgiving yourself because that's what you asked. Yeah. And I think to forgive yourself as you mentioned, I'll go back to we all have those moments, right? When we're um, I don't know how if this is it, but like those memes where you're like, oh, I'm heading to bed. And then it's just like wide eyes. Like, oh, that one thing I did in sixth grade. (laughs) Literally. Yes. I like yesterday, for example, I was, and I told you this, I was ruminating about something that happened 13 when I was 13. This was 10 years ago that I didn't even actually do, but it was some just like an event. And I, and I was became depressed and slept. And then you came and, visited me. And I very much appreciate that. But I believe that, like I said, it's not easy, but one way to protect your heart. I know that's been a thing that people have thrown around that term. Um, is just that if your shame is in self-sabotage, what good, seriously, what good is it doing for you? First of all, for the, you, the well-intentioned person, right? Um, or even for society, because if you are allowing that, like shame, um, I'm no Brene Brown, but like guilt, I'll say, is supposed to be that le- that what teaches you like the lesson and says and, and helps you grow and move forward. But it's supposed to be a tap on the shoulder, not a punch in the face. Um, right. That was something I, I've learned um, from specialists, actually, in my OCD treatment. It's um, funny because my therapist also said... What is the function of guilt? The function of guilt is to 
make you it's kind of your conscience right telling you okay when you've done something when you've done something that's actually wrong it's supposed to be like okay maybe don't do that again and so it's but if you start like you said throwing the word out self-sabotage if you start thinking oh shoot i feel guilty about this guilty about this and it's actually not something wrong that you've done or something wrong about you like you can ask other people if you need references about is this wrong is this wrong whatever then Mm -hmm. it's it's not productive. And so it's turning your okay, and learning from your mistakes is essentially the moral, right? It's, if I've done something wrong, how can I ask for forgiveness from those that I've hurt, mm-hmm. and productively grow in a direction that is learning from that mistake, or those mistakes, and using this experience as a learning experience to become better and you mentioned hurting people like and asking for forgiveness something that I would also offer to people that are just hard on themselves no matter how big or small or tiny their you know mistake or whatever they're trying to forgive themselves is if you didn't hurt anyone and didn't contribute to some like violence I don't know like why are you beating yourself up you know what I mean does that make sense like why well, I think it's you're like saying you if you didn't do something wrong, why are you beating yourself up? Because yeah. violence, vi- I think violence is the extreme. If you if you didn't com- com- Well, yeah, but I just said like if you weren't, uh, yeah, I was just trying to go streams. Because right. um, like there are people that beat themselves up over like, oh, I made an offensive comment years ago and nobody heard it, but I still feel really bad about it. And that's not who I am today. I know that I've grown from that. I know that it's not appropriate now. Um, but then you you to just like absolutely rash on yourself. I, I'm a bad person. I, you know, can't move forward. I, I'm a fraud. Like that doesn't serve anyone. You, you didn't even hurt anyone. Like I, I just, I think that there is room for, not I think, I know there's room for growth there. I, all of us have grown at some stage of our life. And I think that, yeah, but I do believe people can change and I've, I've seen it happen. I've seen it in all different facets, even like people who have wronged me. I've, I have seen growth in people. People can change. And I think we need to allow them to do that. I think that's a really, really important point, Nick, that mm. people change, people grow, and you need to allow them to do that because it's never good to have someone bring up something from your past that you're not necessarily proud about sure. right and it acknowledging that you've grown and you're not that person you know i don't know i think in certain circumstances it's like not that great but i just think that in my, in my experience having made a mistake and then having that mistake be used as a, a weapon against me is never something that's no helpful for anybody even if that person loves me and cares about me and that type of stuff and and again i'm sure that i've been guilty of it as well but that's never that's never helpful or productive right and like we talk about cancel culture like not we but like you know you see it all over the media now and i don't think it should be as black and white as that first of all canceling what does that actually mean because you're not dying if you didn't commit a crime, you're not going to jail. You know, like it's what is cancel culture? Like a lot of people say, oh, they're canceled. And then, yeah, they might get, and I'm talking like celebrities, they might get like, you know, flack on Twitter and that might 
you know, be detrimental to their mental health. They might lose a movie deal. And it depends on what they did, you know? Like, I look back at, do you remember the Kevin Hart um, controversy with the Oscars? He was hosting the Oscars. Before I go any further, I just want to say that um, for people that know me, you know, in real life, I would say that they would agree the comments that I'm about to make on this topic are appropriate coming from me and given my personal life. But um, the whole thing with the Oscars was Kevin Hart, 10 years before he hosted the Oscars, tweeted something that was considered homophobic. Now, I'm not going to say what it was just because I, I do believe he's grown. Sure. But people were angry when these tweets resurfaced because they said these are homophobic. He shouldn't be hosting the Oscars. He doesn't deserve this platform. And he came out and said, I'm sorry that these happened. Um, that I tweeted this. That's not who I am today. I apologize for them. And I, I'm not sure, but I believe he had apologized for them before. Um, and people, there were a lot of people that didn't accept the apology who were very loud on Twitter uh, and believed that he shouldn't be the Oscars host. Um, he stepped down uh, there were rumors that, you know, the Oscars told him he couldn't host, but he went on Ellen and Ellen said that that wasn't the case, that she actually called them and offered, asked them to offer him the position again. And they said, we never really took it away. Um, and he was even hesitant to do it because he didn't want to upset people. But I think hmm. yeah, he, I, the, the thing that was frustrating for me was at one point he started saying, I'm not apologizing for this again because I already did. Sure. And that's kind of, I mean, that's okay, fine. You're not going to apologize again, like whatever you already apologized. But at the same time, like the tweets, they were hurtful, you know what I mean? And they do cause harm. Right. Uh, but I think we need to allow people to show growth. I just think that, that, and again, that's somebody who's coming from a place where it is appropriate to share this opinion publicly. Um, again, make with that what you will, but I just think that, I don't know, there has to be that room to grow. Otherwise, like, who's going to want to grow? You know, if, if, it's, if you're going to be um, viewed as the person you were 10 years ago, like, what, it just, I don't, I don't know. That might be controversial. I'm, we, just looking at it from a different, like, let's, we look at that example, and then we look at a current example of homophobia um, with baby. He doubled down on his comments when, when he was called out about them and then made a music video about it. That's not any willingness to change Hmm, and it's committing violence, right? Like it's, it's, it's inciting harmful stereotypes about gay people. And again, I don't know what canceling means if he's canceled or not. I think he's still like, I'm sure the song did really well, to be honest. So I don't even know what canceling means, but um, there are two different types of people. Well, there are more than two different types of people, but there are two di- different types of situations that we see a lot. And one of them is the first example I gave. One is the second. Well, and with with cancel culture, too, it's interesting because if someone brings up something from the past, which is a very let's face it, it's a very political move that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Has, it's just been it's been part of political strategy for years, you know, bringing up something. It's like, oh, in like sixth grade, this politician did this and. Or maybe not that young, but, you know, it's just been a political strategy. And so I I agree that there's different things. There's, I think we need to be understanding of people and the the human experience and that people do grow. And I think that 
by acknowledging that if someone did something in their past and since then has shown enough progress, I guess is the lack of a better term, away from that thing that was not good mm-hmm. or not sensitive to certain things or whatever, I think we should allow them that space that that grow and that respect that okay you've you this was your past but now this is your present then you then you talk about that was the kevin hart thing then you talk about the baby or anyone who is i don't know harming someone and not choosing to forgive about it and i'm specifically thinking about a situation right now in the american government that i don't want to get into but Someone involved in American government posted something against a colleague. It was a very violent video, animated, but it was a violent video. That person didn't apologize for it. I don't know. I just think the baby situation in that, I think, okay, let's meet that person where they are and call them in. I love that. And call them in and say, hey, this is wrong. This was harmful. This was insensitive. This hurt people. Mm-hmm. And you get to see who a person truly is in those moments, right? Are they seeking forgiveness and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I'm ignorant. It's okay to be ignorant. Yeah. Well, yes. If you, it's okay to be ignorant if you don't know. If you don't know. But it's, yeah. it's educating and, and, and yourself on. Right. It's educating yourself and being open to growth about okay, I hurt someone, I did someone an injustice or a group of people an injustice or something like that. But are you open to growth? And are you open to building the relationships, as I said earlier, that you have and and making them better? If you're not, well, there's only so much that I think people can do for you because it has to start within. If you are, then as a society, as a community, we should give those individuals the respect and the room to have that growth happen. Mm -hmm. But again, it starts with it. Like you said, DeBaby doubled down. Mm, Maybe he's not ready to to kind of learn more about things. But I don't know a lot about that situation. Um, Yeah, he's... A mess, but uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? And I think like actions speak louder than words too. And going back to like that, when you have for yourself, like a moment that you really cringe at or makes you uncomfortable that you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Or I wish I had thought more about that. Or, oh, I can't believe I didn't realize that was wrong at the time. It's like, that is proof of growth. I find that I use a phrase when it comes to forgiveness too much and it's losing its meaning. And that's, I'm sorry. Do you find Mm -hmm. that you say I'm sorry a lot? And it's sometimes even in points where it's like, why am I, I, I've tried to call myself and be like, why am I apologizing for something? Why am I apologizing for this? But I find I use that word too much and it's losing its meaning for me. And I'm trying to get its meaning back. What do you think? Yeah. I apologize when somebody walks into me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like we need to be better, or at least I need to be better at saying the words or texting the words or typing the words or writing the words, I'm sorry, 
when I have something to apologize for, but using something different when there's not something to apologize for, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, excuse me. Might be better, like when you walk into, I'm just saying, like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, right. Of walking into someone, and that's just one example. Right. So we just talked about somebody who was clearly not well intentioned and was, I think, was acting out of evil. But to speak to a second for a second to the well intentioned person um, who has made mistakes or might have anxiety, um, I think mistakes do, if you've learned from them, um, make you who you are today um, for the better, I would say. And I think radically accepting that and accepting the past, I believe is a form of self-compassion, um, self-respect and also mindfulness. And it can even be a form of justice to the community because once you do that, then you can get, then you can continue doing the work that is important to you, the social justice work, whether that's, you know, whatever that means to you, because there are different forms of social justice, different avenues. So yeah, yeah. I, and honestly, <laughs> none, of us, none of us are getting out of here unscarred. None of us, not a single person on this earth are getting out of here with a halo. It's just, right. you know, it's just not the case. On earth, none of us are, are saints. Um, so, because we, we originally started this episode by talking about forgiveness and it got to a very uh, heavy place and a very serious discussion, but that was something that I did want to say before we got to that part. Right, yeah. And no, I hope people I think... can resonate with it. I hope people are looking in um, when when they hear this discussion, you know, and maybe forgiving themselves. Uh, because this is something that, I mean, I struggle with, but I'm very, like, I love, I've been listening to a lot of, like, Brene Brown, and I don't know if people know Kristen Neff, but she's huge on um, self-compassion. She is a, I believe she's a professor at, I don't know if it's Boston College or Harvard, two very different places, um, but... I'm not sure if we've defined it before on the podcast, but can you define self-compassion? No. Well, Kristen <laughs> Neff defines it as being there for someone like you'd be there for a good friend. Um, so instead of beating yourself up and saying, oh, you're such a loser, you like, you don't deserve the peace that you have. You, you know, whether it be a bad grade or whether you insulted someone or said something hurtful to them, like that's, that's not self-compassion. But self-compassion is saying, Hey, that happened, acknowledging it. It's not what she, she makes it a very clear point to say it is not um, just, you know, allowing yourself to just be like, it, it's not, I don't know what the right word is. It's not blind, um, just self-love. It's recognizing your, you know, hardships, your trauma, your mistakes, whatever it is, your, what you don't like about yourself and recognizing that and acknowledging it and saying, Hey, I'm here for you. I see this and you're going to get through this. You're going to get through the storm. What can I do to help that type of thing? And she does many talks on it. She has a Ted talk. She's much better at it than I am as somebody who um, doesn't forgive and doesn't forget when it comes to um, myself. I even, I think about one time in college when I said, made a rude comment to a friend and they didn't forgive me for it or they said they forgave me but they didn't really want to be friends anymore and this was the first time that I had really been um really seen myself as like the wrong person in a fight with a friend because I always considered myself like a, a nice person um and that was really 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 hard for me 
I think he forgot about it, but I, I never did. And I really beat myself up for that for four years. It's, I was not very self-compassionate at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I like the idea. I do. And it's not the first time I've heard of it, but maybe it's the first time for some of our listeners mm-hmm. who listen to the show. But I think self-compassion is really important. And it's a step up for self-care. I find self-care is very much like, okay, I need a mental health day. I'm going to treat myself to ice cream, blah, 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 and make sure that I get the rest that I need. But it's more than just like genuine rest, not just, okay, I'm going to watch Netflix for five hours and that will be my rest. But I think self-compassion is a step up where it's, self-care can sometimes be passive while I feel like self-compassion is truly and intentionally active Yeah, definitely. in your thoughts and in your actions and in your, in your words to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that could be, I'm not, not saying you're talking to yourself, but no. <laughs> journaling, no. journaling or something or, or seeing yourself for who you are. Yes. And you know, my parents always used to say, you know, our goal as parents is if you can look yourself in the mirror every day and say that you're a good person, then we've done our job. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we ha- have to do with ourselves sometimes too, is understand who we are as people, whatever that may mean for you, and accepting that and loving that about yourself. Yes. And I will offer, so you just raised something in my mind that I learned from uh, someone with OCD who, who worries, am I a good person? Am I not a good person? If that's a, and that is not just something that people with OCD believe. And I, 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 I bring that diagnosis up all the time because it is mine and it's, you know, what I've lived, it's been my lived experience for the past 10 years. Um, well, more, but the diagnosis came 10 years ago. But I think a lot of people worry, am I a good person or am I not a good person? And one way to, because reassurance sometimes can make things better in the short term, but not in the long term. Justin and I were actually talking about that last night. Um, But one strategy that this person, I don't even remember who it was, to be honest. She was an influencer um, and uh, specialist with OCD. It's not saying, oh, I'm a good person and reassuring yourself. It's no, I'm a person that has made mistakes and has done good things. And my intention right now is whatever your intention is. If it's to make the world a better place, it's to make the world a better place. If it's to, you know, care for your kids, it's, you know, I mean, I guess that's also making the world a better place, but, and I think this is one thing that I've really held on to. I think one of the best acts of social justice, in my opinion, is instilling these values in your kids and kind of making them the stewards of, and, and, in doing so, you're doing it yourself too, but teaching that in your kids, because if you can teach your kids to love your neighbor's kids, that's huge. And yes. the kids, kids are the future. Like I, I, I do really believe that. And it's not even something that you should believe or not believe. It's, it's a fact. Kids are the future of the world. Um, today's kids, and then their kids are going to be the future. So that's, that's just something that I would offer. I don't know how many parents actually listen and I don't have kids. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm like telling people how to parent, but that Nixon is something expert. that I look forward to yeah. one day. Yes. With my three children that I currently have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And understanding so, our imperfections. That's a human experience, right? We, in yeah. compassion, I feel like I've said this in, a, in an earlier episode, but compassion, if you break that word down, is it's con, which is with, and then, passion suffering so Mm -hmm. being compassionate 
and compassionate with others is you're with them in their suffering. And Mm -hmm. you're recognizing your imperfection when you're self-compassionate, right? You're not necessarily with yourself and your suffering because you're already yourself as you're suffering. Try Mm -hmm. to figure that sentence out. But (laughs) understanding and accepting as a human, we're imperfect. It's just how it is. And we're going to make mistakes. But accepting that we're always growing and there's always so much to learn. And so with that lens of self-compassion, we're able to forgive ourselves and hopefully forgive other people. Nick, would be you like to close yourself. us out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just say, be there for yourself. Show up for yourself when you think you don't deserve it. Right. And when you do. When you do, but especially when you don't. Anyways, my name is Nick Gervasi. And I'm Justin Dew. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Point of Dew. That is D-O-O podcast, all one word, or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm slash point of do. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple podcast store or share us with a friend or family member. We'd really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. As always, we hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Go check out our merch. And until next time, merch is available till Wednesday. Everything's going right, cheers me up because time to say goodbye to myself. <laughs>